Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter. This week, we are going to be talking turkey with a couple of our uh, in-house guys. So stay tuned with us. It's going to be a pretty uh, fun and interesting uh, roundtable about some birds this week. So stay tuned. (laughs) Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. I am again your host, Dan Carter. This week, I have a couple of our guys here with Top 10%. Um, I would say our probably our, our most prominent turkey slayers. Um, they seem to put a lot more birds down. I know we got another one in the group. Skyler's not with us this week, but um, we'll get him on a little bit later. We'll get some some actual infield stuff with you guys as we get through the season. I know I'm going to have a bunch of stuff too. So nonetheless, um, without further ado, I'll introduce both uh, Cam, Dirty Bird, and uh, Thomas. Skinny. Skinny. <laughs> so... Um, we have a way of all having a, uh, slight nickname around here. So we all developed that for whatever reason. We're not going to release mine <laughs> yet, but I'm sure it's coming down the pipe. So nonetheless, guys, let me, let's do an introduction and, uh, tell me a little bit about each of you guys, how you kind of got started in the hunting world and then spin that right into Turkey. So we'll go, um, from left to right, we'll go with uh, cam first. Well, I'm cam Silken. I was born and raised here in Coldwater. Um, heard about top 10. Uh, from a couple buddies, so I came up, checked it out, and from there, it's just everything clicked. That's I mean, all she wrote, right? Yeah, everybody up here is cool, nice to hang out with. I mean, come up here and talk bullshit. Lots of, lots of shop talk bullshit sessions <clears throat> yep, around here, yep. for sure. So then kind of just kept coming around and had them uh, build an AR for me and get me going on that for uh, some predator hunting and stuff, but we can talk on that in a little bit. Yeah, if you guys are tuning in for uh, just the turkey side of this, just remember we are an AR manufacturer here at headquarters in Coldwater. So go ahead, Cam. Yep, so uh, yeah, born and raised here in Coldwater and live here my whole life. So, Thomas? Yeah, kind of the same thing. Was born and raised here in this area, a little bit south of Coldwater, but... uh, Raised in a hunting family, mainly deer hunting to start with. Uh, I used to pheasant hunt with my dad a little bit. Um, That got it started, and then I actually was introduced to Scott, not only through Cam, but through my wife. That's kind of what drew me to top ten here was the, feels like a family. You know, we got a lot of guys. Obviously, we like to give each other a lot of shit, but... Yeah, we have fun. Camaraderie's yeah, great. It's a uh, Scott's not in here, but he would love to say the brethren, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> brethren, the Jeremy Hawes. Um, yeah, Jeremy Hawes, <laughs> brethren. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Obviously, grew up deer hunting. Um, I want to say it's probably about sixth grade was when I met Cameron, mm-hmm. um, and then it was I don't know, a little bit, a little bit after that when I started getting into turkey hunting because he got sure. me 
he was turkey hunting and we were doing everything hunting together so there's a long story about mine and thomas's friendship we, we had every class together our whole high school career. We got That's a crazy. Lot, lot of lot trouble, of trouble. <laughs> Yeah. Spent a lot of time in the woods together, too. So um, Lots of stories, good and bad, I'm sure. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. yep, we do about everything. I mean, from turkey hunting, deer hunting, coyote hunting, bow fishing. Did some, water, did some dabbling and waterfowl hunting a little bit. Yep. And okay. We, we do just about everything there's a season for. So. Uh, yep, and I, growing up, I didn't have any brothers. So, I mean, Thomas is a brother to me that I've never had. So. Yeah, it is kind of awesome. nice to it's share been, that with been somebody. A, been a great relationship to have. And, uh, yeah, so back on the basis of the turkey hunting, he's the one that got me into turkey hunting and basically showed me that everything I know turkey hunting's from Cameron. Awesome, so, awesome. Well, we like then we'll call him the turkey whisperer. Yeah, there you go, the old dirty bird. So we'll switch it back over to you, Cam. Let's talk, about, um, let's talk a little bit about your entry into the turkey woods. I mean, I know me and you probably too, like our – turkey population when we were younger i mean you're a little younger than me but when we were younger i mean it was unheard of i mean it was hard as hell to get a turkey license here and then our bird population just kind of shot up mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about the predation side and why we do what we do there a little bit later you and i talked about that earlier but um but where did where or when did that turkey thing come into play for you family yep i gotta thank my dad on that um the old man he he got me out there when i was super young i mean when i was old enough to hold a gun and have safety with a gun. Sure. He had me out there in the woods doing turkey hunting and deer hunting and everything. But, uh, yeah, I got to thank him. He, he got me out there and got me hooked on the turkey, the turkey hunting a lot. Um, me and him had quite a few good memories together, turkey hunting. Uh, he called a lot of birds in for me. And then finally now it's starting to turn around. Turn around. Yeah. He's, I'm calling birds in for him. So yeah, that's the way it is with my dad. It's, too. it's, it's like, so I like fun. The call yep. It is. It's a blast. And, uh, I remember the first time, I think I was in sixth grade, I was like, Dad, I want to go out before school. Can I go turkey hunt? Like, I'll be back, and we can go. I'll go to school afterwards. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. So he dropped me off, and I went out, killed bird all by myself. I called my dad, and just a big old shit-eating grin <laughs> on my face. I'm like, Dad, I just killed a long That's beard. Awesome. And I was back to school, and I wasn't even late to school. So, I mean, that was kind of a cool memory for me that That's great. I could share. and. He was uh, he was proud of me that he kind of knew then like all right you're yeah, yeah you you're, can go you're stepping on your up own. now you're yep. good right how uh, old were you then I think I was in like sixth grade okay. when that happened uh, and I know the season before my dad had took me out and uh, we had a long beard come in and I missed and I was just beating myself up so bad about it and he's like hey he said it happens like get over it yeah, let's it's go part of it and then we had some Jakes come in after that and he goes. You want to pick yourself up? He goes, here you go. Yep. I mean, I'm not one. I normally don't like shooting jakes, but I, I needed to pick me up, and I was young, right. so right. I was like, we're putting one down. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, sometimes that's what it takes. You yep. know what I mean? You got you to gotta boost that confidence, mm-hmm. especially uh, after those misses. Yeah, and same thing here a couple years ago. I mean, not that I don't miss, but a couple years ago, I was with my father-in-law, and mm-hmm. he called Bird in for me, and I pulled up, shot, missed. And I, like I said, I was beating myself up, and he looked at me and said, hey, he said, get your shit together. He goes, I right. know you're a good shot. Right. And we had another bird gobbling in the distance and get after sure it. shit, that thing. Yep. He came right in and I dropped him and he looked at me, he goes, see what happens when you keep your head straight and keep, keep going. Yeah. You got to keep your head in the game. I mean, there's, there's, there's something to be said about that. And I tell you, like everybody sees turkeys and turkeys, I, I, I mean, right up front, turkeys do some dumb shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're in the deer woods and you're watching turkeys, you're like, how in the hell can I not kill one of these birds in like three seconds? 
in the spring or when they're doing this, that, or the other. And we just don't, we don't give them the credit that they deserve their eyesight and, and their hearing and everything else. And just how in tune to the woods that they're in and how much ground they cover. And, mm-hmm. you know, we could go into a whole big long spiel about all the ins and outs of turkeys that other people have touched on it 10,000 times, but that's not what this is about. We're just here talking about what we do and how we do it. But yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said by keeping your head up and not, and not getting beat up over something that, we can easily get back on another bird. Yeah. You know no matter I mean? how long you hunt. Unfortunately. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> and fortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately that, that tag until it gets to tag soup time, that tag, it doesn't count for misses. Now right. I tell you what, there'd be, there's going to be a lot of big deer and a lot <laughs> oh, of big yeah. birds if they counted. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Probably yeah. one of the biggest birds I think we've ever seen together. I missed at about, what would you say that was? Two steps? Yeah, yeah. it was not very far. <laughs> Those close shots are horrible. Yeah. We, we we snuck over a hill on one one year on my property, and Cam was laying on the ground, and it come up, and Cam was, I mean, the only thing between me and the bird was Cam. He could have grabbed it by the leg if he wanted to, and I stood up and tried to kill it, and it that's crazy. It didn't go so well. <laughs> it's, it kind of brings up a funny story. I just watched a, I seen a video the other day and it reminded me of a story that we sat here bullshitting around with, with you and the Turkey fan cam yeah. and in the field, I, I seen a guy actually, and you just said caught the bird. I see a guy sneak up with a fan yep. and he's doing the whole rotation thing. And the bird is trying to breed his hen decoy and he snatches it up by the, by the legs. I'm like, this is freaking crazy. That's impressive. Yeah. It, it's impressive to get that. I mean, we've all been close. Yeah. Or, you know, you're sitting there and you're hearing stuff, and the next thing you know, you look out the blind window or something, and the, the bird's, like, basically looking in, like, mm. hey, stupid, yeah. I'm here, <laughs> you know. So let's talk, uh, let's go on, on your side, and then we'll really get in the nitty-gritty here and tell some more stories and, and talk a little bit more about it. Thomas, uh, let's, uh, you know, hear what Cam gets you started. Yep, so um, actually, he's the one that really got me into it. Yeah, so my grandpa, he always turkey hunted mm-hmm. when I was younger. Okay. He'd go out and kill his birds, and every year seemed like he'd kill one. Our sure. property just loaded with them. And uh, so I, I tried to dabble in it a little bit for a couple years, and my dad wasn't really a turkey hunter, but he's like, here, here's a shotgun, you know, take my shotgun out and use it. Mm-hmm. Just a standard two and three-quarter inch, I don't know, field barrel, and wasn't throwing a good pattern. Two right. years in a row I missed three turkeys, and I kind of put the gun up for a little while, and then it was, like I said, about sixth grade when I met Cam, and he started mm-hmm. really getting me into it. And uh, uh, my first bird, I think it was, it was either the first or the second bird that I killed with Cameron was an absolute whopper of a bird. Mm-hmm. It was a, God, I think it was 27 pounds, big old double beard. One beard was eight and a half. One beard was 12. That fuels the addiction. Inch and three-quarter yeah. spurs, and from there, it was that was game over. I was hooked. I was. That yeah. one was all on video, too. Was, that was it? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one turned out really good. Yeah. Yep. Oh. All on video. Yeah, I think I think when you get into you get into those moments and and as Michigan guys, we don't have as much exposure to like calling in deer or doing, you know, things of that nature. You know, like gotta I gotta say there's a lot of guys that have grunted in the deer woods and they don't call anything in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that have attempted to predator hunt, they don't get any action. You know, and it's not I don't want to say that turkeys is easier to call. I will say it's easier to get a response yeah. from a turkey than, you know what I mean? Like it, than what we would normally. So, um, I mean, we'll spin right into some calling stuff. So Cam, let's, uh, and, and we'll, we'll fill this with stories and everything else as we go through here. But you know, what do you, 
you know, what's your favorite call? Well, I got to kind of throw it back just a second. All right. When I was growing up, I raised turkeys. Oh, so okay. my, so my dad, know. yep. In the four, I did four H and that was the first thing I started with in four H was turkeys. Right. So you I mean, had kind of super weird. turkey exposure. Yeah. When you think of four H, you think of, I mean, steers and starter calves and pigs and sheep and stuff. And it's right. like, you showed a turkey. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. My parents yeah. got me in on turkeys and I was out there like every day with them, obviously feeding them, watering them. And I just kind of sat there and learned them what their, their sounds they made, breeding sounds, feeding sounds and that's kind of kind of how i throw that back into my turkey hunting i mean i learned right from from the the hen itself well you got to tell a story no matter what you're calling you got to tell a story you got to make it believable i like to throw bob ross in the picture you got to paint a picture yeah you do yeah (laughs) it's it's happy little trees and happy little sounds (laughs) and yeah i mean i'm with you on that i think it's there's a lot to be said from somebody that you know and guys that are listening that don't have the calling experience and i'm gonna be the if you grab a diet frame call and you're driving down the road and you're trying to learn a mouth call. Like yep. if you have any drive, whether it's five, 10 minutes, don't do it when you're taking your wife or girlfriend out to dinner. Cause she will bad definitely, oh, it's she, woo, it. it's going to be bad. Yep. And the dog won't like it if you're doing it at the house very much either. But if you're in the car by yourself, practice, practice, practice. That's the only way you're going to get better. And probably the easiest, in my opinion, the easiest call to get a turkey to respond to is just a standard cluck. You know, yep. that, that cluck is, it, I mean, that cluck's killed a lot of birds, yep. a lot of birds, and brought curious birds in that, you know, we always want to kill, you know. Uh, take it easy back there, Junior. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, it's it's that's a good thing. So, so now we know the real truth behind it. Cameron has pet birds at his house. So now <laughs> the secret comes out. So tell me, what did you learn from that experience? Because there's not a lot of people that have that kind of experience to be, I guess, in the pen. Yeah, it's it was a cool experience. Like I said, you just get to learn every sound that they make. And like I said, breeding sounds while you're kind of right there watching it go down. Sure. You know what they're doing, what they're saying to each other. And right. um, it was definitely a cool experience. And I, like I said, I can say that not many people get to see that happen and know what they're kind of saying. Right. So yeah, I take that right into my calling with like the Kiki runs and yelps and clocks and stuff like that. Well, you know when to use them. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you just kind of got to run down like a call log and what you got to do and what not to do. Exactly. That's, that's a big thing too, is like you get a lot of things that people will overcall or, you know, they're getting a responding bird and a bird, they wonder why a bird's hung up. And it's because he's, you, you've just overcalled and he's not, you know what I mean? He's not going to commit because he can't, you know, he's coming over a rise and he can't see anything on the tree line. Right. You know, and these guys, especially guys that I see, and I'll ask you guys both this question here in just a second. Hold on, skinny. Don't die on us over man. there, man. Jeez. <laughs> Hang it together. Um, the, the biggest thing is, field turkeys versus wood turkeys and i think there's a lot to be said about you know different subspecies and things different you know i've heard some guys talk about like hunting florida and coastal turkeys is a whole different ball game than what we have you know i know i've seen a lot of stuff with rios and stuff like that you guys might get a little background noise here today we're having a a meeting with all of our guys this afternoon and and um you know the the next door uh, Scott's wife, Ricky has a salon and she's got some clients in there. So if you excuse our background noise today, so, um, but, but yeah, so what do you guys prefer? Do you guys prefer those field turkeys? Do you prefer the, the woods turkeys? You know what? Uh, I mean, it's a little of both, I guess. I mean, I have a lot of people that I take out that are coming from out of state. Right. Um, and I, a field turkey's so easy to kill normally. I mean, if yeah. he's out there, he's, he's yeah. easy to kill. So he is, I mean, your approach can be 
you can strategically approach right. it differently. Right, you can use the woods to, a lot more. Try to more. run and gun on them, yep. too. Yep. But, uh, so, I mean, I do like to try getting, like, my out-of-staters, like, on a good timber hunt. I mean, if, yep. but if it comes down to the last day and we can't, it's like, hey. Here we go. Well, we got we got to go. We right. got some field birds. Let's get them. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, and you know your ground better than anybody else, too. So, you know, like, if these birds are, you know, and you guys are diehard just like, like I am to some degree on that aspect, too. You know certain times a day that these birds have moved here or they've moved there and you mm-hmm. know that approach and where mm-hmm. to get in there and go, okay, I can set up on the backside of this field because it every day, well, <laughs> most of the time, almost every day at 1130, those birds are coming over that rise and you know, I'm coming home from lunch or yep. whatever. And you've seen that. So you, you can kind of put that plan together when you got other guys on birds. So yep, I kind of had a story like that this last year, I had out of state up and my father-in-law, I had him take him out while I was working and uh, I seen this group of birds that were working through this field the same time every day. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock, they were going through this. And I had a ground blind set up there, and I told my father-in-law and the out-of-stater, I said, hey, so if you guys sit in this blind and you sit there long enough, you're going to kill, kill a bird. bird. Yep. So in the morning, they kind of hunted around and did just kind of some walking and listening. And yep. they didn't have any luck, and they called me like, hey, what do you think? I said, I think you should sit in that blind. I said, they're <laughs> going to come through there. Right. And uh, they, they ended up going to get in the blind, and they were kind of talking back and forth different stuff and uh i get a call about three o'clock yep hey we just killed one like oh really i I told you so what happened (laughs) they just came right through the field like just like you said right and that was kind of a cool story the guy was actually using a gun that he had built for him it was a it's a this is what he called the algonquin indian painted gun Hmm. it's a flintlock okay and he does his own loads and everything and so it was pretty neat and that whole uh Kill was on uh, video, too. That's awesome. So, yeah, that one was a really neat. The guy was uh, really stoked to be able to get that with his uh, flintlock. So. Yeah, when you build something like that, whether you're building calls or, you're, mm-hmm. you know, I used to dabble. In, I won't say dabble. I used to do a lot in the fishing side and build lures and, and things and rods mm-hmm. and all that. You know, the same thing with, with turkey calls. The, the first one I ever killed was off of a box call that my dad and I had designed, and mm-hmm. I built the box call, and... I mean, we can tell that story if we want. Um, it was, I don't, I don't want to be whatever with it, but it was the first bird. And it made me kind of, and being honest, it made me kind of not want to hunt birds after that. I was so used to the challenge of chasing big deer mm-hmm. that I showed up on my dad's. My dad wasn't up. He'd worked, you know, a, a long week. And he's like, eh, you know, he didn't answer the door when I when I showed up. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bang on the door and wake him up. I'm just going to go do whatever. So I carry my bow, my bow in the woods. I carry this box call. You know, at that point I didn't even have a vest. I didn't have, I didn't have any goodies. I had like a box call and like a couple. <laughs> yeah. I had like the old plastic night and hail, uh, like slate call or something, you know, <laughs> didn't really know. I mean, I knew enough, but it was like in the early stages. I mean, I was in my, it's probably my twenties. So probably close to the same time that you guys were in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm an old guy, old timer in here. But yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where like, I, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back to our property. I went back. Um, I knew where the birds typically roosted. Um, there was a ridge along the edge of the swamp and, and some river bottom. And, you know, I set up, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I set a decoy out. You know, I could kind of see at a distance that the birds were skylighted and I, um, you know, got behind a log, no blind on the ground with a bow I hit this box call, like being real, it's probably like three or four times. The bird answers. I don't, I don't respond, you know, to him 
which now I know that's a good thing when, you know, but I didn't know that then I, I'm surprised I didn't get after that box call. Like, Oh, he's answering. Let's <laughs> yeah. get after it. So, and he flies down, um, him and, and two Jake's and then, you know, there was no hens or anything around and they come in and, um, I shoot the gobbler at like, I don't know, it's like 12 yards. Yep. He jumps up in the air with the arrow and he falls down. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I'm back to the house in 26 minutes. It was a total of 26 minutes. I'm like, my dad's up. He's like, are you ready to go? And I'm like, no, I'm back here. There's a bird. I got this bird, you know? And he's like, really? I'm like, I, I don't know. And it deterred me from hunting birds for a long time. And then I moved South and I got some exposure in the South and in North Carolina when I lived there. Um, and then just hunted all over. And, you know, now I've hunted in multiple States and, and now that sound of the bird answering, we all know all of us are shaking our heads and looking at each other going, yeah, yep. we, we know exactly. <laughs> awesome. We're waiting on that. You know, it's, and you get it other times of the year you do, but it's not the same as a spring gobble. Right. You, know? you go out and you go out on a spring morning. For me, it's always when we went opening morning, we'd be sitting out there and that first that gobble, first gobble was like, Ooh, it's like the is. first gunshot on opening day for yeah. all these guys. <laughs> yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like you're just they, waiting, especially here, you know, and everybody's so exposed to that November 15th. Like they're just sitting in the stand, like looking at their clock, like when's the first shot going to yep. go off? Yep. It's that first gobble. When am I going to hear that first gobble or that fly down or, or whatever it is. But so that's kind of what got me going. Um, I mean, now we'll spin back into some calls. I mean, let's, let's talk about that. What, what would you recommend both you guys, if, if somebody's just starting out and they want to get in the game or they, they want to try and teach their kid, what's the easiest thing for, to get them understanding the calls or get them out there? We, we're not, we're going to exclude skinny. We're going to exclude cam on this. Cause we're not, everybody's not going to have turkeys in their yard right, you know, and right. keeping turkeys, <laughs> but no, seriously, like cam, you know, probably more than, than the rest of us. Like it, what, what would you recommend? I mean, Do they I, get a di- clearly not a diaphragm call? You know, right. I mean, my little guy's sitting here. He's he's six. I'm not going to hand him a diaphragm call and be like, "Here, blow on this a few days, <laughs> see mean, what happens." I personally, I have a I've I've got a, zl- a zinc slate call. It's actually the graphite call. Yep. Um, fair. It's fairly easy for me to use. It was in a little higher pitch on that graphite side yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Hardest part of it's learning how to hold the striker. My opinion yep. is just. Once you figure out how to hold the striker and how to how to run that call, it's fairly simple to use, at least for me. Yeah, I think um, I would agree. I think a pot call. Cam, yep. what do you think? Yeah, I would say, uh, yep, pot call, slate, uh, glass, I mean, any of that. Nope, whatever form. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but for a youngin', I mean, yeah, like you kind of said with the box call, I know when I was hunting with my dad a lot, that's what we started off with. Mm-hmm. Box call. One side was an old raspberry hen, the other side was an old gobbler. Yep. And then you put a hair tie on it, and you can yep. shake it like it was a, a Tom gobble. Yeah, but the old, uh, the old rubber ran through it. Yep. yep. But, uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, a pot call would be a good starter just to kind of get them scratching around on it and yeah, make and some sounds. They're not going to really – the other thing with the pot call is, and you alluded to it, Skinny, is it, the holding that striker, you know what I mean, once you figure that part out, you know, it's not like a pencil and you, you tell them like, here's what you got to do. And you start drawing some patterns on there for them and give them a pattern to draw. I think they pick that up pretty yeah. quick. They at least got something they can look at. And yeah. Look follow. at, yeah. Follow figure eight or follow, yeah, no. you know, like a half moon That's or something I like that. I like moon. the half moon stuff, yeah. you know, but it, it just depends. I mean, everybody calls a little bit different, you know, there's all, you know, there's variants of sounds on where it is on the call or how mm-hmm. you hold it in your hand. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we all know what that does yep. you know what I mean? I'll take my pinky sometimes and, and, and my ring finger and plug a hole or two on the bottom of the pot yep. just to change the tone or change the grip tighter narrower, you know, whatever we do from there. And um so yeah, I mean I think that's a good that's a good start for sure. So anybody that's looking to get in there, you know, I mean it's it's such a good thing. You you guys, you know 
you guys alluded to it with the friendship thing already. And I want to reiterate, and this is one thing that top 10 is all about. It's about the family. It's about that camaraderie. The brethren. It is the brethren. <laughs> the brethren. Yes. Yes. And, and the other side of that though, is you ever just talk to guys that and gals, you realize that our community, everybody that has that hunting buddy that they've known for a long time. I have one. I mean, Jay's probably listening, but like we've hunted together you know, I've got a fishing buddy the same way. I mean, we, you know, that bond is completely different than just a standard friendship. And Absolutely. I, I mean, I, people can argue if they want, but I, I mean, yep. there's so much more to it and so many more memories and stories, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> so many conversations that you guys have had hard times in your life that you walk into the woods, you mentally unplug, you can have that conversation leading up to it or vice versa. And all of a sudden you take something away that, you know, it betters the whole situation and the life and everything else after that. So nonetheless, just my philosophy. Something I wanted to add into, um, if kids are just getting started out, something they could try to do is find somebody, you know, as I did with, you know, with cam to call here, the store, as I alluded to everything I know about Turkey hunting has come from cam. So when I've been hunting with cam, he's calling for me. I'm listening to what he's, you know, what sounds he's making, when he's making them, how he's making them. And it's, then when I've been out by myself, I've called in a few birds for my cousins and for my father-in-law. And um, it's like, you know, sit there and think to myself, well, I think this is how Cam does it. You know, right. this is how Cam does it. This is Right, yeah, how did like. we start or what did we go around? You know, you think back to a situation where, like, this bird did this, he hung up, now what do I do? Instead of picking up, turkey's not like, you can't text or anything. You know what I mean? Right, you, it's right. pretty run and gun a lot of times yep. where you're like, I got to be impromptu and make this happen. You realize, oh, wait, wait, we had this bird hang up. Like, yep. what am I going to do now? Yeah. I mean, he's just strutting across this ridge and he's not going anywhere. Do I make an approach? Do I not do, you know, is it a change in a call? We should probably think about, yeah. you, you mentioned that we should probably think about maybe doing some calling classes or something. Yeah. I'd Even if we just did a live thing and we did it, we'd run it through our like, you know, Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. That, that might be a good thing yeah. for us to like, I'll break it down and get a few of our guys, other guys and get Skylar in here and we'll, yep. and lay, there's also some, some other calls tips down. you can do too. Like, if you're in a timber and you got a little hill and that bird's just down over the rise where he can't see you and you can't see him, I mean, I'll I'll just take my hand and kind of scratch the ground and make it sound like a hen's moving some leaves around. Just scratching. Me yep. too. I do the same thing. The other thing I've, I've used is like if it, I get one like that that I know he can't see me and I know I've got some room in there, a lot of times I'll just I'll pause on the call and then instead of scratching, I'll get up and I'll move 10 feet, 15 feet, and then call once or twice and then shut down again. And then I can't tell you how many times that's happened. And five minutes later, there's that bird. So, you know, it's, it's weird. I think it's strategy. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff out there with, you know, watch our YouTube, watch our carbon TV, watch all the stuff that we have. We got a a ton of our footage on there. More to come. We just had a turkey footage drop on carbon TV. We're going to be doing one a week. We got a whole bunch of them coming right now that was, you know, leftover stuff we had from last year. So I think, um, the the newest one that we just dropped though, that's, that's a story of, you know, from us too, that, yep. That's one of my favorite hunts, I think. I think that's one of the first hunts I've ever, we've ever walked into the timber and just set up along a tree like that and had the birds. Just blind call. Had the birds 15 yards. Well, we had, we knew they were You knew they were there. Yeah, Yeah. we knew they were roosted there. But uh, we were able to sneak in quiet and get set down along a tree and to have the birds just 15 yards away from you standing there and I'm just sitting along the front of a tree and they're looking right at us and don't even, it was cool. Right. just like to try staying in the shadows a lot when you're on a tree. I mean, if you're in the shadows, you blend right in. Right. They can't. Even skinny, if he's on a small tree, <laughs> he still blends right in. Yeah, <laughs> find some find some woodland camo in there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's good. Like that's all good information. Like I said, we've, we've got a lot of exposure, you know, there's a lot to be said and learned. You know, you guys want to check out those hunts and and see those things. I have to pretend sometimes like I haven't seen them or that I don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. So just to make you guys understand and we can tell that story a little bit better, but the, you know, the things that we lay down on camera, it's, it's real deal. That's what we do. I mean, that's how we do it, you know, and that's, that's huge for, um, for teaching somebody too. I mean, they can sit there and rewind and fast forward and hear, they can hear those call sequences. They can hear those different things. And and while we're talking about call sequence, because we already know what we've been doing lately. Um, let's talk about predation for a minute. Um, we got, it sounds like we got a predator in the background. My <laughs> junior back here hacking a little bit. Allergies are crazy already with the warmups and oh, whatnot. Yeah. But so, I mean, turkey hunting, just like deer hunting, I think is a year round thing. Yep. You know, there's a lot to be said um, with, you know, of course, this is a big, a growing thing is the predation hunting um, coyotes and, you know, and I know a lot of people frown on the fox, but fox can do as much damage, especially to the nests and everything as opposed to raccoons. People don't realize that raccoon and possum, coons are terrible. Coons are bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, uh, that's one thing is, and and I've noticed that side of, of our, the outdoor community, you're not seeing, you're seeing a little bit of growth in it, but my cousin's really deep into, um, the the running of the dogs and coon hunting and, and they, they've, it's finally coming back a little bit as opposed to what it used to be. And I was like, man, the population of raccoons was crazy, you know, up here, you know, and I know there's probably some guys down South there listening going, we don't have coon population like that, but, but they're there. There's lots of them. And they're bad. They're bad. You know, they get into a nest and destroy it. They're not going to take down a, you know, a full-grown bird most of the time. It's just the like eggs. a fox. It's the eggs. Yeah, that's where they them. kill your population. Yep, the eggs. it's the eggs. Yep. Right, right before anything hatches. And uh, so, with that said, coyotes. What do we do? We kill the coyotes. Yep, try to kill everyone we can. Yep, as long we, as we don't miss them. <laughs> yeah, hey, that happens. You know, we talked about those misses already. Yep, Things happen. And it's tougher, you know, you were running, running with thermals and night vision and everything, you know, guys, you know, back to the AR thing, you know, come and get a six millimeter arc or Absolutely. any of them. We'll build you whatever you want, but, uh, we can get you a full setup for, for coyotes and predator stuff. It's going to help your, it's going to help your, your, your turkey population tremendously because a coyote will take down a turkey. You know, we all seen turkeys fly, yep. takes them, you know, a whole takes 15 them. minutes and a 2,500 <laughs> yard runway to get off the ground. So. The coyote will be on them fast and by, <laughs> yeah, a coyote will be on them fast um, from that aspect and, and, and do some serious damage when it comes to our turkey population. And they will kill the mature birds. They will kill anything that's that's there. So um, so what do you guys do? How do you, What's your approach on that? Give me a little bit of your, your predation approach. I know what it is, but. <laughs> I mean. You kind of got to blend it in, like I think Scott said the other day on a podcast. I mean, if you want to kill big deer, you got to be where big deer are. Yep. Same thing with turkey. If you want to kill turkey, you got to have turkeys there. Yep. Coyotes, if you want to kill coyotes, I mean, you got to be where the coyotes are. So, I, I agree, and I think that kind of goes full circle. That's yep. a good point because if you have coyotes, they're limiting your turkey and your deer population. Yep. So eventually you might have big deer today, but you won't tomorrow, or you might have turkeys today, but you won't tomorrow right. if you don't take care of that. Right. And I think that's one thing that, you know, these guys are understanding finally in our community is like, Hey, not only is it, it's enjoyable. It gets you out in the field at times where we normally would be sitting at home and thinking we probably need to get ready for a spring workout to be able to walk through the woods. You know yep. what I mean? But right. as a whole, you know what I mean? It keeps us, keeps us busy. keeps, keeps your, 
your marksmanship up and and I think it builds you guys can agree or disagree. I think it builds better callers too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We're in tune with that sequence. Yep. Goes back to paint a paint a picture. Yeah, here we go. Back to Bob <laughs> Ross again. You know, but that's but that's it. It's it's perfect, you know, in you know, if you can sell it, and coyotes can be tricky. Yep. You know, I mean they can they can be really tricky when it comes to calling stuff. I mean, there's probably guys out there going, Yeah, I killed, you know, a ton of coyotes. Yeah, well we do too. But nonetheless, I mean, we had to learn that calling sequence. We had to learn the times of year and why or when or what brings them in or doesn't bring them in. And then you also have to compete with the neighbor guy that may or may not be hunting or, right, right. you know, and he's, he's out there just hammering a cottontail distress every, every three nights. And, <laughs> you know, he's calling his buddy Billy and saying, Billy, come on over. I got <laughs> right, dogs in the right. back, man. Let's go. Yep. But that kind of comes to another thing with the calling and we'll spin right out of predation back into Turkey. So yeah, definitely guys. Stay on your on your predators and uh, can help your all your turkey and your deer population. But the side of that that and you guys are gonna laugh because how many times have you been on a bird and that bird hangs up? Kind of goes back to what I said about moving. All right, welcome back, guys. We had to take a quick uh, bathroom break. We got a lot going on here at headquarters again, so um, sorry about that delay. Uh, but yeah, back where I was at, um, I was talking about a, a situation where, um, you know, you get a bird that hangs up and we were talking about predation and we were talking about call sequences and things like that. A lot of times we've had, I know, and Cam and I off, off mic here, were uh, talking about having access to multiple pieces of property to be able to sometimes allude to a bird, you got a bird hung up and just back out and move around and call a different sequence from maybe the next door neighbor's farm. Yep. And how many times have we been able to put that bird in the back of the truck after that? You know, oh, it's just, it's, it's crazy, like but it's, it's new. It's yep. different, Coming different approach. from a different angle. Yep. Yep. For sure. So as we're going through that, we get, uh, you know, we start talking about different things. I mean, what else would you guys add to, you know, we'll talk about anybody. We, we really want to get some kids out there. Yep. We've got a couple kids already lined up that we need to get on some birds this year. I know that uh, we have some opportunity to get some more on there. If us, all of us here in Michigan, for sure, get a bird down early, I know we're more than willing to, to take some, you know, kiddos or first-timers. So if you guys yes. got questions or you have anything, reach out to any of us. We're all pretty pretty open, and we try to keep very minimal secrets about the things that we do from, from the outdoor standpoint. Yep. Well, and um, in, that, in that aspect, it's – I don't care if it's turkey hunting, predator hunting, any of them, yep. deer hunting. The youth is the future of our sport. So Amen. We, we need to keep the youth involved as much as we can. So even if it's not a child from your family, yep. if you know a friendly family that has a child that wants to get into it, any be willing interest. to take that yep. child yeah, out. Yeah, if they have any interest or even, you know, you, a lot of times like you sit somewhere and even in our in our hunting community, there may be guys that, and I know you guys run into this too, we have a guy that, you know, maybe he deer hunts. And his kids are, they know enough about deer hunting. He's a successful deer hunter that we don't need to go into that with him. But maybe they don't have any turkey exposure. or Maybe they don't have any fishing exposure. Give us a call, you know, yeah, or, or you know, you know, reach out to him and say, hey, I'd like to take your kid turkey hunting. You know, I'd like to put him. Turkey's, it's a different experience. It is. I yeah. mean, hey, predator's a different experience too. But, you know, it's all different in, in so many different ways in different parts of the country. But, yeah, like you said, Skinny, we want to get these kids out there. And, and anybody, you know. Women, children, absolutely. You know, guys that haven't done it. You yep. know, I'm I'm all about. I think I get more excitement in having somebody else in front of me with a gun 
or a bow or whatever on birds or on dogs or, or whatever we're hunting or fishing than I do sometimes. It took me a long time to get there. I used to really enjoy that a lot more than oh, it's yeah. showing it's anybody, but now it's different. Super I like watching fun. people pull the trigger my, now. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I got my father-in-law on his first fox, and then me and Cam took him out this year, and he shot his first coyote. And just to see the joy in his face shooting his first two predators was Yeah, it's a level of excitement awesome. that you can't, you can't explain it. I mean, it's still, and we've alluded to this in, in past podcasts, it's still we have to respect the animals that we pursue. We have to be thankful for, for the opportunity that we have to do that. But then again, there is, there's a reason, you know, we, you know, I love some wild turkey. I mean, there's a ton of recipes. We could get oh, into a whole yeah. session about yeah. eat, eating. We're all good at that. <laughs> we right? all like that. I yeah, love for eating. Sure. <laughs> I love eating. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where wild game is, is always been a big player in all of our families and, and a lot of the guys around here in the group as well. And, and, and the ladies as well. But uh, you know, it's just, it's something that uh, you got to share that passion. You got to share that heritage and, and, you know, get these, get these people in the field and kids in the field, especially. So um, just a quick thing on that too, while we're on here, if anybody wants to start shooting, we did open leagues, bow leagues here at the, at the range and uh, youth all shoot free on Sunday. So give us a shout if you want to get your kids in here and get them doing that and then kind of sit around with us and bullshit and shop talk. Cause I'm sure, Odds are one of us is going to be here at yeah, some, point. Here. <laughs> some point. Yeah, you're not going to come here twice without running into one of us. Nope. So, so with that, guys, what else would you add? What else would you, you know, let's let's talk a little bit more and we'll kind of wrap things up. And as we get a chance and we get right into the birds side of things here in about a month or so here, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be south in about, I can't, it's about three weeks, I think, on, yep. on birds already. So. And like I was just talking to you, I mean, my our buddy Skyler Parker, he's headed south Hoosier. too. Yep, he's headed uh, south this Friday. So, yep, Alabama. Then I think he said he's going to Florida, Florida after that. that. Yep. Yeah, I think Alabama's the the first. I think there's only like two or three Alabama, Florida, and I think maybe was it Mississippi. One of them has a March season. One of them's yeah. early, early. So, yep, I Louisiana maybe. I think South maybe. Florida was open this, already. This, yeah, yeah, week this week. Or two. Yeah, yeah, this week. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think. There's a lot to be said with that. So hopefully, you know, he, he puts the birds in the dirt. Yeah, he puts so. them down. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we know we're going to have some, some footage yeah, and probably some stories. Yep. Yeah. And I told him I'd keep in touch with him too. So we'll be able to kind of keep you guys posted as he's going around too. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll get some, get some follow-ups. And then once he gets back to home base there yeah. in Hoosierville, yeah. then we'll, <laughs> well, because by the time he gets back home, cause he's what he's week and a half, two weeks, he's gone. Yeah, Something he's, like that. yeah, he'll be back home probably he's gone right, right up until about opening day here. Okay. Yep. Oh, wow. So he's gone for a while then. Yeah. So, um, well, that'll be good. We're going to have some stuff coming out of that. And then we'll, you know, we'll come back and we'll get you guys on here and we'll do another round table and we'll just talk about successful hunts and yep. we'll talk about, um, you know, we'll take, talk about some bloopers. I mean, I mean, we can allude to that now. Is there any, you guys got any funny turkey stories? You guys want to tell a funny turkey story? I got a good one with, right. uh, me and my father-in-law. He took me out, uh, it was a Labor Day, the last day, and uh, had a couple birds gobbling, so we kind of got set up, and there was a fence row, and these two birds popped through this hole in the fence, and were coming right to us, and he didn't even take a gun, so it was the last day, and he wanted to see me get one, so I was like, well, that's cool, and both these birds come up, and he's like, all right, go ahead and shoot one, so I pull up, boom, I drop the one bird, and it's just sitting there flopping, the other one's standing there, well, uh -huh. he reaches over and kind of puts his hand out, uh -huh. so I give him a high five, and he goes, no, give the me gun. your gun, I got your, I got my tag. <laughs> So I hand him the gun and I 
I mean, just growing up, gun safety, I had it on safety. Uh-huh. When I handed it to him, he pulls up, and he's getting on the bird, and he just jank, just yanks the trigger as hard as he can, and he <laughs> jumps, and the gun didn't go off because the safety right. was on. And he's like, oh, shit. So then he finally pulls up again, and boom, and that was a double with one gun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, that was a really cool story there, and to be able to do that with him was fun. Yeah, that's good. I, I love those ones. Yep. There's always a mistake somewhere. A lot of times we forget about those mistakes, but then again, if you got anybody with you, they, they always remind you of those ones oh, yeah. for sure. I got, I got a cousin. We had a hunt with one of my cousins, kind of a blooper reel. Uh, Cam's gun mm. had been acting up on him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about my hammer of a bird for my first bird. This was my cousin's. His first bird was a triple bearded Jake. Oh, wow. So this bird, Cam called in from like 500 yards away. It was all the way on the backside of the property, and we, he come in on a rope. We were all in a blind. And uh, he comes in, strutting around in front of the decoys, and Finally hits an opening. Cam said, "All right, shoot him." Click, gun went click, <laughs> and then oh. you hear me in the background. Shit. Shit. <laughs> so Cam takes the gun from him, and it's just amazing. This turkey stuck around. Cam's trying to rack the gun as slow as he can. He's pulling a slide uh-huh. back, and in the video you can hear the gun moving, gun making all kinds of noise. <laughs> Finally, it racks open. <laughs> Shell hits every single leg it could on the chair oh. on the <laughs> way ting, to the ground. Ting, 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 ting. Cam slams it back Sound like close. pinball game yeah. on Friday night. <laughs> Throws it to my cousin. He ends up pulling up, and it is, I think it was an old Primo's shell decoy. Yep. Said, shoot it, shoot right. it. Right. He shot it, folded the decoy inside out. And, <laughs> and uh, that was also one of the biggest birds ever taken off of our property. That was yeah, a big, big triple beard. That's but awesome. kind of I a blooper it. and a success story all in one. Oh, you know, that's it. Of some, of those, some of those are successful. Some of them aren't. Yeah, both of them birds good are taken stories. off the same property. We call it the turkey farm because yeah. it's just outrageous how many turkeys are on that property. Same property, same year. I shot mine opening day. My cousin shot his the very next weekend. Same exact blind setup, same decoy setup. Well, then I shot one in the rain, remember, yep. that one day before yeah, work. A couple days later. Tom had to work, and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to come out and hunt. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. So I stayed out there at the house mm-hmm. with him, and it was raining. Just like cats and dogs oh, when I woke up. Some of those mornings are the Tom, worst, too. I wake up, Tom's like, you're still going to hunt? I'm like, hell yeah, I am. Birds I watched love, I watch that bird go in there and roost. They yep. love the rain, yep. too. Like, they yep. don't care. They're standing it forever. I had one of those folding chair blinds. You fold up and put the blind down over you. He the took one Ad, man deal. Yeah, he, he took Ad out with him and set it up. And I don't. I wasn't even awake for work yet. And I get a phone call from Cam. He goes, "Hey, you want to drive out here? Pick me up. I shot a bird." I'm like, yeah. "Sure." And we watched the you. bird go on that roost the night before, so I knew he was in there. And then we right. just we always know the path they kind of take coming out of there. And as soon as I heard him on the limb, I was like, "Patterns, it's done." Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that one was a that was a cool story. And then. Also, I have a me and my fiance and then my other buddy. We went out one night or one morning, and we pulled the triple off. It was kind of cool. We had uh, three birds come in, and I had my fiance kind of sitting between my legs, just facing the decoys. Mm-hmm. And this, the first one came in was kind of strutting, and it was full strut, and it laid down, hmm. just kind of laying right by the hen decoy, just laying there strutting. Second one was kind of pushed around on my Jake decoy, and then the third one was just kind of skirting around, and. Uh, my fiance, she's not a big deer hunter, but she likes turkey hunting. Right. She laughs at them all the time. So she's sitting between my legs, and these birds aren't maybe 12 yards away, and she starts laughing. I'm like, like stop. Yeah, you gotta you be gotta, quiet. Yeah, you got to be quiet. And we're just sitting in the wide open. <laughs> so finally, I'm like, all right, hey, I said, can you shoot that one? And she goes, yeah. I said, well, shoot the one laying down, and I'll try seeing if I can swing and get, get one the other, other one. Ones. Yeah. So she shoots the one laying down. It just starts flopping. I pull my gun up over her, and I shoot the one that was by the Jake decoy. Uh-huh. And that one starts flopping, and then my buddy's like, where's the third one? 
And I was like, right there. It was just getting ready to go in the woods, and he swings around, and boom, we shot a triple. triple. It was crazy. Three birds came in, three birds went down. That's awesome. So and that was one property. We killed five birds uh, off that property in three days. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's huge. Yep. And, and that's the thing is, like, the bird population can be good in places, and it can be, you know, these guys are like, wow, I'm lucky to see one or two right, gobblers. I mean, right. it happens. That's, that's part of it. Yep. Those guys probably aren't predator hunting and right. probably not doing what they need to do <laughs> yeah. there either too maybe they are maybe it's just a weak population i mean and like you said already cam if you gotta hunt where the where the game's at if yep. the game's not there in all aspects i mean it's just like i'm not gonna you know lakes are big i'm not gonna fish where there's no fish exactly you know you gotta do some scouting you yep. gotta pre-game and and yeah at. yeah you gotta and, and if you find game or you find fish or whatever stay on them don't yep. you know and maybe you're gonna make mistakes or you're gonna have these bloopers or it's gonna turn into that but well, I mean, with that said, guys, I think we're gonna we're gonna wind it up today. Um, anybody out there, if you you want to learn more about turkey or any of the stuff, like like Skinny said, uh, give us a call. I mean, we're, most of us are, are more than willing to to take you out or show you some things or, or tell you you know just about the, the you know what we do or why we do it or you know if you have questions about anything, reach out to us and then um, hopefully we'll be coming back here soon. We'll give it a couple of weeks and we'll be back on here with a bunch of success stories and a lot of laughing, maybe yeah. some bloopers. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure those are coming too. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, stick around and uh, stop in, see us at headquarters, and uh, you guys uh, have a great one.